What's up, everybody? On today's show, the latest news going on around the conference as Mike Elko adds to his staff. Will Jaden Daniels play in the bowl game for LSU? Pat McAfee throwing darts at Georgia. And the latest on draft departures and transfer portal movement at Florida, Arkansas, and much more. We also have the all-SEC teams announced. We'll run through those. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. Got plenty to discuss. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Texas A&M as Mike Elko working on filling out his staff over at A&M on Tuesday. Reports came out that uh, Elko had some key pieces on his staff. Matt Zenitz, the 24-7 Sports Reporting A&M, is hiring offensive line coach Adam Cushing and DB's coach Ishmael Arist- uh, Aristide from Duke. I think I'm just getting that right. But either way, uh, they are joining uh, the staff over there at A&M. Cushing has head coaching experience at Eastern Illinois and joined Elko on his first Duke staff in 2022. He steps into an offensive staff that Elko is overhauling, including uh, Steve Adazio going bye-bye. According to Steve Wiltfong with 24-7 Sports, Derek Miller is also following Elko to serve as the general manager for the Aggies. Miller served as the recruiting GM at Duke under Elko. Some key pieces from Duke are expected to follow Elko in other other areas. Uh, It was previously reported that Blue Devils strength and conditioning coach David Feely will not be joining the Aggies. AM is uh, hiring Sean Spencer for the D-line coach uh, coming over from Florida. All right, over at LSU, Brian Kelly talking with the media yesterday and um, was asked about Jaden Daniels' willingness to play in the ReliQuest Bowl against Wisconsin. Uh, Kelly said that Daniels has been away from the team lately due to a recent death in the family. He said that uh, Daniels very aware of the pros and cons of playing in the game, said LSU will provide Daniels with all the necessary tools to make his decision. He said he's not made a decision yet. Uh, spoke with him yesterday, clearly knows the pros and cons. Who wouldn't want him to play? Everybody wants to see Jaden Daniels play one last time, he said, but he's got to make a decision. I see both sides of it. We'll provide him with all the things necessary to make that decision. Uh, LSU opened about a 10.5-point favorite over Wisconsin. Uh, game we play on New Year's Day. If Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman, some of the mock drafts have him projected as a first-round pick now. It's hard to see him wanting to play in that game, or you know, agents will probably step in and go. Probably best for you not to play in the ReliaQuest Bowl. But we'll see what Jaden Daniels ultimately ends up deciding. Brian Kelly did stress that he's at LSU to win championships, and that defense was not very good this year. In year two under Matt House, they allowed the second most yards in the SEC this year behind Vanderbilt. Uh, 409 yards per game. Brian Kelly said he he gets it. He said, look, 9-3, and three, we're here to win championships. Our defense did not play to the level of a, a standard that is set. Nobody's happened. Nobody's happy, including everybody on the defensive side and the head football coach, that we didn't play the kind of defense necessary. Our fans shouldn't be happy about it, 
and we have to do things to make sure that doesn't happen again. To say that we're addressing it now is just not correct. We started addressing it after the Ole Miss game. So, uh, Brian Kelly, not committal on, you know, will they make a change with Matt House at D.C., but read the writing on the wall. When he says the head coach wasn't happy with the defense, uh, probably going to be a change made there after signing day. We'll see what happens there. All right, over at Georgia, Mike Bobo, obviously running the offense over at Georgia, and uh, he was in the running for the Broyles Award. They had the ceremony on Tuesday. Uh, Bobo talking with folks uh, publicly and saying, look, I'm a, uh, I'm a young coach, probably didn't deserve to be a coach in the SEC, but I got the opportunity to coach under a guy by the name of Mark Rick back in the day, back in 07, uh, or rather in, in 2001. He was later promoted to OC in 07, but he said it really allowed me to grow as a position coach and eventually offensive coordinator. I had success and failures, but Coach Rick was always there to encourage me, and that's why I tried to do that in this profession. Uh, Bobo went on to say we had a great year. At Georgia, a lot of that's because of our head coach, Kirby Smart. To be back at Georgia with him, and the example he sets every day has been a blessing for me and my family. Every day, I love to go into that room and work with those guys. I think every guy will tell you it's all about the players. Can't say enough about the University of Georgia, the expectations these kids have uh, going back-to-back national champions, and uh, they poured it all in. Came up a little short, said, but I love those guys and how they perform. Now, Pat McAfee still has no love for Georgia fans. Uh, we know he tricked Georgia fans on college game day on Saturday where he gushed uh, over Georgia and did the, the chant with them and then flipped and picked Alabama to win the SEC championship. And uh, he followed it up on Tuesday on ESPN's first take. He said, uh, the thing is, when you wear tank tops like this, it's hard to put glob mics on, especially with wearing two chains. It's been quite a task for the people here. He said, Georgia fans do not love me. The whole narrative all year was that because we came to ESPN – uh, we fired all the great people who were here at ESPN, which is uh, my show's fault. On game day, David Pollock got let go. That being said, I was very nice to Georgia fans, but in the biggest moment, it was a little nice little reminder to them uh, all that you can all go to hell for what you said to me all year. So, uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee, not endearing Georgia fans there with that comment this week. All right, some other notes going on around the conference. All SEC edge rusher James Pierce over at Tennessee was arrested during a traffic stop for disobeying police orders on Monday. According to a report from the Knoxville News, Pierce had to be instructed several times to step out of his vehicle after being clocked on 63 and a 35. Hey, so it's not just Georgia where guys speed. Over in uh, Tennessee, they're doing it too. But once he did step out of the vehicle, police told him his car was to be towed after it was discovered Pierce was driving on a suspended North Carolina license and expired temporary tags. Uh, Pierce then disobeyed orders to stay by the patrol car as the police searched his vehicle. He began walking towards the car. He got arrested. He was charged with speeding, driving on a suspended license, and other infractions. He was a star for the Vols this year, finished with eight and a half sacks, 13 tackles for a loss. We'll see what happens with him uh, come bowl game. All right, over Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky and Clemson, they are getting ready to face off in the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville. Mark Stoops. Held his weekly press conference this week. He was asked about the Wildcats' younger players looking to go out and prove something. He said, look, our whole team better take that approach. It's a big thing with bowl games. Who's excited about the work it takes prior to showing up down there at the site? He said, everybody wants to win come game time. It's about what we're going to do now and then put ourselves in a position to win. The Wildcats started the year, of course, 5-0, and but went 2-5 and down the stretch. Did finish the year with a big win over Louisville. 
but uh, we'll see what they can do against Dabo and Clemson here. All right, over at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin getting ready to take on Penn State. Chop Robinson been a big impact pass rusher for Penn State on their defense this year, and he's making the jump to the NFL. On Tuesday, Robinson declared for the NFL draft. He announced he will not play in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And so uh, Lane Kiffin was asked about that decision. Kiffin reacted to Robinson's announcement on social media, wishing him the best of luck in the NFL. So another uh, or a key player that the Ole Miss will not have to deal with in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Back over at Tennessee, Josh Heupel talking this week about facing Iowa's defense in the uh, Citrus Bowl. He said, philosophically, they haven't changed a whole lot over the years. They're big, they're strong, they're physical on the first and second level. They have really good athletes on the third level of the defense as well. He said Iowa's defense will be a huge test for the Vols' offense on their side of the ball. He said, statistically, they're always difficult to run the football against. They do a good job on third downs. Their pass defense, one of the best, not just in the league, but across the country. They don't give you anything. They make you earn it. So that's going to be a good one, Tennessee and Iowa, in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, back over at Kentucky, Keaton Wade, uh, Destin and Keaton Wade, entered the transfer portal following the end of Kentucky's regular season. The former four-star prospects come from the Tennessee area. They exit the program following two seasons with the Wildcats. And uh, following their entry into the transfer portal, the Twins' father put Kentucky on blast for, quote, failing to keep their promises. Keaton Wade saw some success at Kentucky, finishing a two-year stint with 51 tackles, two-and-a-half sacks as a pass rusher. Uh, Steve Wade told uh, Main Street Maury via KSR, they didn't keep their promises up there. We're not going to go for that. I'm mainly talking about Destin, not with Keaton. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there with uh, those two guys leaving Kentucky. Uh, SEC coaches Eli Drinkwitz and Nick Saban both have a chance at winning the Eddie Robinson Award. The award annually goes to the uh, best head coach in college football. Both have made a case for why they should win SEC Coach of the Year, uh, or rather Coach of the Year, but both those guys from the SEC. Other finalists include uh, Jamie Chadwell at Liberty, Kalen DeBoer at Washington, Jed Fish at uh, Arizona. Last year's winner was Sonny Dykes over at TCU. Over at uh, Missouri, they are getting ready for their big game against Ohio State. Cody Schrader had a fantastic year running the football for Mizzou. The former D2 running back led the SEC in rushing this year with over 1,400 yards. It was announced this week uh, Cody Schrader was the winner of the Burlesworth Trophy annually given to the nation's top player who began their college career as a walk-on he beat out uh, James Madison's James Carpenter and Oklahoma's Drake Stoops. So, congrats to Cody Schrader. Very well deserved there. And there you have it. That's the latest going on there around the conference. When we come back, we will get into some transfer portal news happening as well. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. That's coming up in just a sec. I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. Look, I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but if we could talk a minute about preparing for real life, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season over a decade. That is scary. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if uh, your loved one or one of your kids were able to get were, uh, or got sick and a supply chain issue kept them from getting the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, uh, you'll be okay because Jace Medical, the Jace Medical uh, pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, all of it 
is there for you. This stuff could happen to any of you. Go visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. It's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use our offer code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get $20 off your order. Again, that's jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Use our offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Tomorrow on the show, we'll talk with our buddy Chris Marler. Big Alabama homer. We'll get his thoughts on the SEC championship and much more. All that's coming your way tomorrow. All right, let's dive back into it. we got plenty more to discuss going on around the conference. So we got some transfer portal news. So let's get into it. Some of the big names hitting up the portal, making the move. We start over at Florida as Ricky Pearsall officially moving on to the NFL after the last two seasons at Florida. He was the Gators' leading wideout this year with 965 receiving yards. That was a career high for him. Accounted for six total touchdowns. He revealed his plans in a social media post. Said it's been his dream for a long time, ever since he was just a kid in Arizona, to go pro. Thanked all the Gator fans. Uh, said I reminisce all the time when I was young. This was a dream of mine. Started his career, of course, at Arizona State. Said I want to thank Coach Napier and the entire staff of Florida for welcoming me in the right way. I always dreamed of being in the orange and blue. And I remember looking in the mirror before games being like, man, is this real? Gator fans... Nobody liked them. Just want to say thank you for having open arms right away forever at Gator. Florida missed the chance to make a bowl game this year going 5-7 and seven in year two of the Billy Napier era. Another Florida note, they're seeing an old lineman enter the transfer portal. Jalen Farmer, a redshirt freshman offensive lineman, announced on social media. He is entering the portal. He left three years of eligibility remaining. Was a three-star recruit out of the state of Georgia number 31 inside O-lineman when he signed with Florida back in 2022. Gators saw several players announce their intentions to enter the portal this week. Jonathan Odom, a tight end, uh, freshman D-lineman Will Norman, and DB Kamari Wilson all entering the portal, as well as wide receiver Caleb Douglas started five games for the uh, Gators this year. All right, over at Mississippi State, Jeff Lebby going to lose... A couple pieces on his team. Uh, Marcus Banks, veteran defensive back, officially announced Monday he is pursuing his dream to enter the NFL draft. Banks just finished his best season in college football, finished the year with 51 tackles and a tackle for a loss with three pass deflections and a defensive touchdown. He's a former four-star prospect in the class of 2019. Spent three seasons in Tuscaloosa before transferring to Mississippi State and uh, had a heck of a career there at Mississippi State. So best of luck to him. Moving on. 
All right, over at uh, Tennessee, John Campbell announcing he is coming back to the Vols for another year, running it back. He played nine games for the Vols this year. It was his first season since transferring in from Miami. The Vols offensive line posted a video, uh, or the lineman posted a video on social media and edited himself. Josh Hypo, Hypo and Nico Yamaliava's faces into it. Uh, Nico should feel good knowing that he's going to have John Campbell coming back blocking for him next year. So, uh, Tennessee, a little bit of a disappointing year going 8-4 and four as they head into their bowl game, but that's a big get back for them and getting John Campbell to come back. Also, another guy, Keenan Peely on the defensive side. The linebacker announced he is expected to return to Knoxville for a final season of college football. Former BYU linebacker joined the Vols this past offseason, but uh, was very limited. Suffered an upper body injury after that season opener against Virginia and uh, was sidelined and missed the entire season. So, Keenan Peely would need the NCAA to grant another season of eligibility. Was a two-time captain at BYU, and I'm sure uh, Josh Heupel and the Vols would love to have him back. Uh, his return is big. They're going to lose linebacker Aaron, Aaron Beasley to the NFL draft this offseason. Over at Arkansas, they're losing one of their key offensive contributors to the transfer portal with one year of eligibility remaining. A.J. Green, running back with the Razorbacks last three seasons, he announced on Monday he is entering the portal. He said the Bonds... I have made with you all our bonds I will cherish forever. Former four-star recruit from the Tulsa, Oklahoma area and uh, was a nice contributor over the last couple years in Fayetteville. In the Liberty Bowl last year, he ran for a career best 101 yards. Arkansas went 4-8 and eight this year, fired Danny Nose as the OC. So, A.J. Green, Arkansas running back, going to be on the move. Over at uh, Texas A&M. A safety for them is going to be on the move. Jarden Gilbert, member for the Aggies for the last three seasons, telling on three sports he is moving on to the transfer portal. His uh, 2023 season was abbreviated due to injury, but uh, against Louisiana Monroe, he suffered a shoulder injury this year, would require surgery, was shelved for the remainder of the season, was a four-star recruit in the class of 2021, was ranked as the number 16 safety in the country, number nine player in the state. Uh, was recruited in part by Mike Elko, who eventually went off to Duke, but now he's the head coach there. And one other note on Texas A&M, to report out there that Mike Elko has offered uh, the offensive coordinator job at A&M to Kansas State's Colin Klein. Colin Klein, the OC over there at Kansas State. Uh, he reportedly turned down the Penn State OC job just last week. So Colin Klein, former Kansas State quarterback, been the OC there at Kansas State. A nice pickup there for the Aggies and Mike Elko there in College Station. Over at Missouri, Chuck Hicks making a decision on his future. Linebacker took to social media and announced he will be returning to Como for the Tigers next year. It was a big part of their defense this year at 49 tackles, fourth most on the team at two sacks and a forced fumble. So uh, spent the first three seasons of his career at Wyoming. He'll come back for another year with Mizzou. Meanwhile, over at Vandy, C.J. Taylor, one of their standout linebackers, announced Monday he will return to Nashville for another season. He was a bright spot on a uh, rough defense for Vanderbilt this year at 55 tackles, three sacks, seven and a half tackles for a loss. So good return there for uh, C.J. Taylor. He joins leading tackler Langston Patterson, announcing they will both be back for Vandy next year. Uh, we told you guys yesterday, Tyler Buckner, Alabama quarterback, came over from Notre Dame. Transferring back out, he is going back to Notre Dame now, but to go play lacrosse 
So he will not be playing college football anymore. Uh, corner report, Buckner will not depart the tide right away. They're in the college football playoffs, so he will wait until their season finishes, and then he will head back to where his college career began, back at Notre Dame, but not playing football. He'll be going to play lacrosse. Familiar name from Arkansas, back on the move again. Uh, Jalen Catalog spent four seasons with the Arkansas Razorbacks, transferred to Texas this past season. We had him on the show a year ago when he decided to transfer out to Texas. But he's back in the portal. So we'll see where he ends up. Could Jalen Catalan end up back at Arkansas? We will see. But uh, decision uh, news of his decision comes just the day after the Longhorns were selected for the college football playoffs. So kind of interesting that Jalen Catalan back on the move. A uh, couple recruiting nuggets. Arkansas is now without the verbal commitment of Kai Greer. Four-star offensive tackle was committed to Arkansas decided uh, it was time to move on with some of the coaching changes. So he said that uh, he is decommitted from Arkansas. So rough news there. Meanwhile, over Kentucky, fans woke up to the news that Elijah Groves, linebacker, decommitted from the Wildcats. was a four-star linebacker out of the state of Tennessee. Number 25 linebacker, number seven recruit from the state of Tennessee for the class of 2024. Elijah Groves decommitting from Kentucky. Uh, but there was some good recruiting news over at Ole Miss as they picked up a major commitment this week, uh, beating out Mississippi State for JUCO receiver Deion Smith. Smith is the number one overall player from the JUCO ranks of the class of 2024. Six foot four, 190 pounds. Big time pickup there in eight games this year at Holmes Community College. He caught 48 passes for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. Averaged 22 yards per reception. So a big pickup there for work. Lane Kiffin and his crew. All right, still more to come here on Locked on SEC, part of the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. When we return, we'll get to the all-SEC teams that were announced. That's coming your way here in just a sec. I remind you guys, this episode presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 of bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in the action. The app is super easy to use. Wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever it is. They got it all up there for you. And, of course, they got the college football lines as well. If you're looking to get in on the bowl action or these uh, college football playoff games, they got them all up there for you at FanDuel.com. Just go to their website, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Put in that extra code. That is going to get you in on all the action throughout this uh the rest of the college season, of course, the NFL season. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, we're along here, locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And uh, thought about starting the show with this, but figured we'd uh, dive right into it uh, here on the back end of the show as. 11 SEC schools placed a member of the 2023 All-SEC Coaches Football First Team as the first and second teams were announced on Tuesday. Alabama led the way with eight reps on the first team, while Missouri had five. Well, 11 SEC schools had multiple all-conference selections, and nine had three or more. So let's take a look at some of the folks who made the first and second team All-SEC. We'll start with the first team. Coming in on offense, it was Jaden Daniels from LSU. No surprise there. Probably going to be your Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, running backs, Cody Schrader and Quinshawn Judkins. 
course, uh, they were outstanding this year. Wide receiver Malik Neighbors, the leading wide receiver in all college football. Yes, Marvin Harrison. Malik Neighbors has better numbers than you. Luther Burden, fantastic sophomore season over at Mizzou. He makes the list. At tight end, who else? Brock Bowers from Georgia is your uh, first team tight end. And then the alignment. J.C. Latham from Bama. Javon Foster from Mizzou. Will Campbell from LSU. Tate Ratledge from Georgia. And then at center, Cedric Van Pran from Georgia. And then all-purpose, Anias Smith, as he typically always is. Just your best all-purpose guy. On the first team defense, all SEC. On the D-line, it's Darius Robinson at Mizzou. James Pierce at Tennessee. Justin Boydby at Bama. And Landon Jackson at Arkansas. All those guys had great years. At linebacker, AM's Edgerin Cooper. Alabama's Dallas Turner. And Nathaniel Bookie Watson from Mississippi State. And then the secondary... They put five DBs on here. You got Kool-Aid McKinstry from Bama, Caleb Downs from Bama, Terry and Arnold from Bama, Malachi Starks of Georgia, and Chris Abram Drains from Mizzou. All those guys very well uh, deserved of those accolades. Special teams, your kicker's Will Rikard from Bama. Your punter is Matthew Hayball from Vandy. I mean, who punted the ball more than Vandy this year? Uh, return specialist, Anaya Smith. Kickoff specialist, Cam Little from Arkansas. And uh, your long snappers from South Carolina and Alabama. You're all SEC second team. Offensively, Carson Beck, Georgia quarterback, making the list. Ray Davis, one of the best runners in the SEC this year at Kentucky. He makes the second team as well as Jarquez Hunter from Auburn. Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU is one of the wide receivers along with Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Caden Priestcorn, Ole Miss tight end, making the list along with Trey Knox from South Carolina. And Rivaldo Fairweather. So they had a three-way tie there for tight end on the All-SEC second team. Your lineman, Tyler Booker from Bama. Xavier Truss from Georgia. Emory Jones from LSU. Layden Robinson from A&M. Eli Cox, the center from Kentucky, makes the list. And by the way, he's announced he's coming back for another year. So we'll see Eli Cox back next year. Barry and Brown from Kentucky makes the second team All-SEC all-purpose guy on defense. D-line, Michael Williams and Nazir Stackhouse from Georgia. Princely... Uman Milan, I can never say it right, from Florida. Shamar Turner from AM at linebacker. Hal Perkins actually made the second team list here from LSU. Small Munden from Georgia. And Tyron Hopper from Mizzou. And then the secondary is Maxwell Harrison from Kentucky. Jalen Simpson from Auburn. And Tyke Smith and Kamari Lasseter both from Georgia. Your uh, all SEC second team specialist. Harrison Mevis from Mizzou. James Burnup, your punter at Bama. Uh, Max Fletcher, also from Arkansas, their punter making the list. And then Barry and Brown as your return specialist, special teams, along with uh, Will Reichert, second team kickoff specialist. Do we really need that? But there you have it. Those are the uh, all-SEC first and second teams. Congrats to all those guys. Uh, the AP also revealed they're all-SEC first and second teams. Very similar list. You know, Malik Na- Neighbors, Luther Burden. Uh, Jane Daniels, Cody Schrader, all those guys making the AP first team list as well. So very similar there. On the way out, want to uh, remind you guys, of course, Bam and Georgia battle for the last time on CBS Sports on Saturday. The SEC championship numbers ratings-wise doubled the number of viewers that the Big Ten championship had. An average of 17.52 million people watched the SEC title game compared to Michigan-Iowa. CBS uh, Sports delivered the most watched Conference championship game on any network in five years. Alabama's win over Georgia in the SEC title game, like we said, averaged 17.5 million viewers, up 61% from last year's game. 
pretty outstanding. So uh, the uh, average viewers went up 61% from last year's SEC title game, and the game peaked with 22.3 million viewers. Outstanding numbers there. Uh, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to everydayers tomorrow on the show. Our buddy Chris Marler will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Alabama and their huge victory this past weekend and how they match up against the Michigan Wolverines. Also, for your second listen, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. For your second listen, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.